one of the major topics that our church is currently walking through is restoration. We know that when we talk about restoration, many things come to mind, and that's exactly what we would like to cover in these episodes. The goal, applying the notion of restoration in our daily lives. So for this first episode, we want to talk through restoring worship in our homes and what that looks like. Pastor Alex, if, if I can ask you that question, what do you, what do you think that looks like? Well, these last couple of weeks have really changed the way we do worship and the way uh, we're uh, getting uh, to a place of worship. And as I've been at church and helping out when upload all the live stream and, uh, and I go home and I, and I, and I watch the, 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 the service myself, I get into a place where I have found myself just listening and, and, and I guess trying to engage in worship but not really with an expectation. And, and as I was thinking about this and, and talking with Pastor Larry back and forth of, of, I wonder how the rest of our community, our congregation is reacting to uh, the worship in the living room. And is there an expectation or is it just kind of, hey, we're gonna do this, our church is doing the effort to do this and let's worship. But So I guess I'm trying to uh, imply that if I'm thinking about this, I, I, I'm pretty sure that there's others thinking, uh, well, we've never really done this. How do we do this? And I think part of the responsibility as, as leaders in the church is to something new comes up. I guess I, I believe that things should be taught or, or as far as setting an outline and then the individual person could then choose how he goes about that way. But I think an expectation in the worships uh worship at home in the living room should be set because in essence we do need the presence of god to fall in our homes so can i ask you a question uh what what does that look like as as you're you're experiencing this live service um kind of live worship experience in your pajamas with a cup of coffee do do, do we get to a place to where you know even in that atmosphere at home how do we get, I guess, to a place to where we expect God to move if we're not ready? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What should we be doing? Um, is is there, I don't want to say that there's three steps to this because I don't think there is really three steps to this because I think it's a hard issue, right? But where do we do as a, a person, as an individual, let's talk about individuals, mm-hmm. to prepare to set our homes up for worship? I think, and this is and this is what I've been going through and what I've been uh, trying to to tell myself before each worship session or each service, as far as like, what has my expectation been when I actually walk into a church or to my church and, and saying, you know what, God, I, I I woke up early, I'm here to worship, uh, I'm grateful and thankful for everything, but the expectation just as as when you're walking into a building, uh, a couple weeks ago for thanks for uh, Valentine's, Pastor Rick Ryan talked about praying with your spouse and, and get into a place where it's comfortable, where it's comfortable, mm-hmm. where it's comfortable, and that was really right. key as far as like you know some and, and and the truth is that is there a sense of oh I'm uncomfortable raising up my hands at home, <clears throat> excuse me, because sometimes even we're at church, you know we're looking around and we're a little timid so. Man, I almost feel like God is allowing us this time to set up, uh, 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 to break those barriers and and to allow our spouses and to allow our kids to see us. And, and I'm referring to myself as a, as a husband, as a father of the house, but this also goes for moms uh, as far as for your kids to see you worshiping. And, and 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 the kids kind of like well it's just the TV what's going on and then all of a sudden things clicking because well mom is really into it or dad is really into it and something's happening why is mom crying at home in the living room looking at a TV and uh, to 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 get to a place where we're worshiping as a family and all of a sudden the church itself went into our living room and we're actually worshiping and our home is the actual. Uh, 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 temple or the church where we're worshiping and and, uh, and it's changing things. That's that's where I I feel that we should be headed to, or that should be the expectation. If we've been, I guess, struggling just sitting back watching the worship session, right? So so I guess I I would refer to this, right? Um, we come to church 
when we can gather, right? I know that we're living in these like super weird seasons of of life, telling, to, being told to stay home and and not gather, and you know, there's a reason and there's a purpose for that. But even when we come to church and we're here, there's still some sort of uncomfortableness about lifting hands or or, or expressing worship, right? Should we be practicing that at home? I guess is the correct question to ask. Um, and then if we are practicing that at home, are we also building up the confidence to come and participate that in a congregational setting? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I think about as a parent and as a dad, you know, the minister and the saint of the house and everything else, setting the spiritual standards and whatnot, is we're getting into these moments of life where, like you said, I think God is allowing us these times to to really refocus a lot on the priorities of the home, right? As as parents setting the standards of what worship looks like um, and as spiritual leaders of our homes actually putting those practices into motion mm-hmm. um, and then teaching, again, our kids what it looks like to worship. Um, if I can be really honest, I, I, I remember... The earliest memory that I have of my mom and dad worshiping is when I was about seven years old, right? And I saw mom on her hands and knees crying. And yeah, it was at a church setting, but I had no idea what was going on. And I asked mom and I go, mom, why were you crying? Why are you so sad? Is God making you sad? And she goes, no, pa. What it was is that the presence of God was so tangible in the space that I felt God with me and all of my emotions, everything that was physically in me, that's how I expressed my gratitude towards the presence of God, mm-hmm. right? So I, I guess we're, what are we doing to practices at, at home? Does that mean I'm going to worship in my pajamas with my cup of coffee in one mm-hmm. hand and the other hand lifted Amen. up and surrender? Some good coffee. Right? Make sure it's great coffee. Um, and, and how do we engage our kids in this, right? I, I know that you're our kids, Pastor, right? What does that look like? for the generation that comes after us? Well, the question I, I kind of stuck uh, really with, like, are we preparing ourselves? Because essentially, you know, we're believing that, you know, we're going to, eventually we're going to come back together. We're going to come back together and we're going to be able to worship. But I like that you said, are we preparing ourselves to be able to, to enter back into a place and be able to worship? And and I love how scripture re- references our relationship with Christ and this race. Uh, it goes back to sports a lot. And, uh, I, and, I, and, I, and I think about a bodybuilder, um, you know, he's in the gym working hard, working hard, working on his reps and building and building and building, you know, and no one's seeing that. You only see that on competition day when he maxes out whatever the, 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 the weightlifting uh, um, workout is. And, and then he's able to he's able to perform. So, <clears throat> excuse me, as um, as we're at home, it's it's, it's kind of like our, it's 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 our session of. Uh, 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 of of uh, of training and uh if our kids see that if our children see that um i believe that they're gonna they're gonna start practicing and and, and engaging and seeing as they, as they watch us and and you know what even as as we see our kids i watched my, my daughter uh do worship my wife was sending me videos of, of the worship sets that we put up for our kids and uh uh, you know, my daughter's worshiping. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that there's all kinds of other kids from our congregation who are following along and singing out loud and lifting their hands. You know, and, and sometimes kind of like putting us in our place of, man, if we if we had the heart of worship as of a kid, you know, of a child, right. what would that look like in our church? So, the goal I think in mind is like I'm preparing myself. My family accepts me as I worship, and I, and I, and they know if I'm true or if I'm faking it. Because especially now, you know, uh, we're with them, you know, twenty four seven now that that we're that we're stuck at home. So, yes, preparing ourselves to actually do this together as a church and a, and a true expression of worship, and not just a. a, a a time where we come and gather and just are uh, observers of the worship. I like that. I like that because as we practice, essentially um, we're practicing to restore what God has given us by nature, 
right? I, I, I think about concerts a lot in the sense of how we physically move. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I kind of have like these little micro dance parties with my kids at home. I mm -hmm. put on some gospel music, some, you know, country music or whatever music that's on my Spotify list, all Jesus centered, of course. But you're getting into these things where my kids are experiencing music and not the worship. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're 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 being uh, moved by the rhythms and the beats and everything else. But when I come to a church setting or when I come to the restoration point of restoring worship in my life or even restoring worship in my home, I, I I'm having a really hard time equating music to what true worship is, because I, I, I think that worship is 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 something that we can do all day, every day. And we don't physically need to hear music to do so, mm -hmm. right? If we get into Scripture, John chapter 4, uh, verses 23 and 24, I'll be reading out of the ESV if you guys want to follow along. Um, but this is what it says. But the hour is coming, and this is Jesus talking to uh, the woman at the well. But the hour is coming, and it is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And the Father is seeking such people people to worship him god's spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth what, what, do, you, what do you think that means right what, what is what is worshiping god in spirit and what is worshiping god in truth wow um you know what in, in, in truth i think we're being i believe we're being faced this at home you know, how true can we be without the actual loudness that we've, I guess, focused on so much has been the, the push, you know, like, oh, I feel the beat, you know, and essentially you begin to move. But even then, you know, uh, 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 to worship in truth and spirit and in truth is the expectation of of, of experiencing Jesus and, 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 re and that our worship reach him. In that in that time, because we're focusing, you know, what does worship look at home? And I know I'm focusing and emphasizing on the actual worship set that we're that we're experiencing on Sundays and on Wednesdays. And, and uh, if you can relate, just you know, uh, as uh, you know, grab onto this and maybe use it as a, a, a as as a I guess as a platform to jump and then and then and then pray about you know God, where, where do you want me on this? But uh, to worship in truth and spirit and in truth, um, you know, our kids, our kids and our family are the ones that see the actual, uh, the actual us, the actual us. And it's like, God, here, here's my spirit. I'm worshiping you. I'm giving you. And this is, like I said, just referencing to, to worship time, but also as far as what our day looks like. And you mentioned as, you know, when, when you were a kid and, and you would get together with your family. And I was, I was thinking about when I was young and how my parents would, would, uh, punish me to, uh, go read the Bible, you know, <laughs> whose parents did it, you know, you know, I was, uh, I'd be doing something wrong and be like, go read the Bible. Um, that's why you don't, and those are one right of now. my more difficult time and challenges. And, and I'm not going to say those, were, you know, those are one of my least favorite times because they would give me this like King James version and I'm, and I'm a nine year old and I don't know, understand what I'm reading, but right. I will never forget the worship times that we actually had. Mm. You know, there, there's been some some key, there's key moments that I could remember. You know, uh, and and at the house that we were in, and uh, you know, my parents were worshiping out of a, a, a this little red book that's called the Ignatius de Gloria, Come and on, it seems like my parents knew them by memory, all every single one, and then I knew them all. Um, but it was those times where you know after worship. Uh, we'd get into a time of prayer and it was <clears throat> there was no elaborate music there was nothing but you know me as a kid and very distracted and, and very uh, having a very short uh, attention span I could remember those moments and, and and to what I would think now is like man I was completely ignoring those times but I wasn't because I could remembering I, I could remember them um, and it, it to me that was an expression of of like they were they were worshiping in spirit and in truth. Why? Because the goal was for for 
us to understand what was happening, what was going on, and, and seeking God. And mind you, this wasn't even in a time of any kind of epidemic crisis. You know, everything was good in the hood. Right. You know? So, you know, right now, I guess it would make it a lot simpler to seek God uh, in these times and try to worship, but not letting the situation push our worship. But despite of the situation, our worship will be there in spirit and in truth. And, and, and that's that's where kind of where I'm at. What do you think, Pastor? So, I, you know, I, 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 I can point back to Scripture, right? Jesus is having this massive conversation with this woman. And uh, it's really interesting because during this conversation, he, he's not talking about worship essentially. What he's talking about is life, Right. He's starting to point out all these like flaws in her life. He asked a question, hey, go back to your husband. And she goes, I don't have a husband. And he goes, yeah, you're, you're right. And the guy that you're with is not even your husband either. And all of a sudden, Jesus pivots, right? He, he, he pivots to um, what the prophets would say in Jeremiah and Second Kings, this, this coming Messiah. And Jesus alludes to this and he says, the time is finally here where God is seeking true worshipers. You know, I, 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 I get kind of like stuck at the, in, the, in the reference point of the true worshiper because when we equate worship time during a church service, it's the 25, 30 minutes of great music, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we go home with the two sayings, it's either worship was really good today or worship was really bad today. And when I think about being a true worshiper, there is no such thing as worship was really bad today. Maybe you just had a really bad experience with the music. You know what I mean? And and when we get into these things, especially right now when we're at home, we're, we, we don't have, I guess for the last couple of weeks, we haven't had the full band, you know, experience that the music uh, hasn't been full blown, blown you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But last night service for example it was just pastor trino and sister onise that were just leading us into worship it was the third song in and you just felt the presence of god come and rest in the church and there was only a handful of us here you know what i mean i went home and asked my wife about it and she goes yeah you felt it through the tv and i go what was so different and and she essentially said onise just let us to the presence of God. She wasn't being elaborate. She wasn't being loud. She wasn't being super exciting. It was just a moment of sincerity where truth outweighed the worship music experience. So when I think about the phrase true worshipers, right, I'm thinking about the moments where God can come into your life, start to reveal things in your life, that need to get changed and fixed. Maybe their character flaws, maybe maybe their 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 weaknesses or maybe their strengths. And God is just revealing to you by saying, Hey, I I, I need your heart versus just your physical moments or movements, right? These these actions that we get so used to doing. I I experience God when I lift my hands super high and I, that that's worship. Or when I get on my hands and knees, or that's worship. Or when I cry, that's worship. And, and I want to challenge, I guess, the people listening is that worship is something that happens every moment of every day. Worship essentially is just putting God in the place that he belongs and essentially is that that is at the center of all your life. And when you can walk around saying, God, thank you for God, I'm I'm grateful that you're this God, you're amazing. God, you're good. Even if the situation doesn't seem to be good. I think that's when our hearts truly become what God calls us true worshipers, right? When, when we think about worshiping God in truth, God reveals to us these good things in the worship experience and, and everything else. God gives us a clear vision of who he is when we're, when we're true worshipers. We can't say that God is good if we're not a true worshiper. We can't say that God has been good throughout our life if we're not true worshipers. We can sing the lyrics. I mean, remember Pastor Jack Miranda would tell us all the time. Yes. The lyrics that you guys sing on a Sunday morning are either going to be declarations for your life or you're going to be complete fools and liars. Because either you believe that with everything 
or you don't believe it and you're just singing karaoke, right? And, and, and you're getting into these moments to where right now, especially on a Sunday morning, on a Wednesday night, if whatever service you're tuning into, they have a musical part of worship. And, and in that musical part, I tell our team all the time, I go, our goal isn't to sound great. Our goal is to usher in, into the presence of God. And actually inviting God to come and invade our atmosphere, our our our, our territory, right? And, and you're getting into these things to where when we set our heart about being true worshipers, right? True worship. I'm talking about like worship that is just on your mind and on your heart and on your lips daily, momentarily, minute by minute, hour by hour. You, true, true worship. Where you can be in the shower, you know what I mean? the presence will fall right or, or you can be in your car on the way to work and you can experience god's presence you can be in your living room in your pajamas with a cup of coffee and god's presence is there because you are a true worshiper right it, it, it becomes this genuine exclamation of who god is in your life and you just get into these rhythms and 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 you start to understand god at a whole different different level i remember the first time ellie called me daddy you know i and and it wasn't her first word or maybe it was i don't remember it's been a, it's been way too long right but i remember the first time she called me daddy and where my heart felt because i knew that came from a pure place it was like daddy and then as her vocabulary grew right as she practiced her words essentially practicing you know growing it would be daddy I love you, daddy, I need you, daddy, let's do this. Essentially, I just want to be with daddy all the time, right? And then I went to daddy, I want this, and I right. want that. Dad, I need money. Dad, I'm thinking about getting married. I want all that toys, stuff, right? yeah. Jeez. And I'm saying, dad, you know, one day someone's going to take you, but no one's going to, I told Ellie today, I think no one's going to love you like daddy. Ever. Ever. It's, right? This is so cool, Pastor Larry, this is because... You know, the truth, guys, as you're listening, uh, we prepared kind of these notes uh, 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 miles and miles and miles apart. And as God was dealing with my heart and I was I was really, I guess, really tunnel visioned on on what it was looking like at home. And and and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I, I was kind of more centered or focused to like what what the kids of our church or from our, the, our community that come to our church, what they were experiencing, what they were going through. Um, and I was so focused on 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 what is the worship experience, the actual singing, looking like at home, and as and then and then Pastor Larry opened up just this awesome branch to the other side as far as like you know what, that's cool. You know you're thinking about that, but in essence, let's talk about the full worship experience as far as like you know scripture talking. Everything you do, do it unto the Lord, a hundred percent. Right. You know, I said that's an act of worship, and 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 if we begin to think like that, uh, things begin to happen. They're just saying that it says, you know, don't ask your wife or your kids, uh, um, don't go, uh, don't go ask a, a, a husband's wife or kids how they are. Go ask his coworkers because that's where his true character and that's where his worship is happening. Right. But right now, we're at home. You know, twenty four hours a day. Right now, in essence. We could build on that and show our wives, our kids, our husbands, our brothers, sisters, whoever we live with, of who is who is that person if they ask you. Right. Hey, well, that's that's a man of God, or that's a woman of God, or that's a, that's a God fearing person. He's a worshiper right. because all of a sudden, your daily life is is an actual expression of worship, and your kids. And your and your spouses are, are seeing that growth not only in the worship sessions on Wednesdays and Sundays or whatever other uh, uh, online feeds you you tune in, but as far as like every day, I know times are getting like you know really like frustrating. You could call it cabin fever, but you know those are those are uh, things that we're gonna be able to express as far as like will it be a a character flaw of, oh, I'm frustrated, or a character of, you know what, I'm going to worship through this. I'm going to show my kids that throughout this, or I'm going to show my wife or my husband that throughout this, uh, I'm I'm doing to the best of my ability to worship God in my actions, in the way I carry myself, and the and the devotions, because, you know, right now we want to really focus and engage. I think we should, we are trying to focus and engage on what's really happening right now. 
The reality is that we're not out shopping. We're not out watching movies. We're not out working or some of us, you know, the essential ones, you would say. <laughs> um, but the truth is all this right now is being able to be practiced and a restoration is happening in the home. Right. In the heart right. where it matters. Right. That, that I, I, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm nervous about everything that's happening, but um, I shared this the other day with Pastor Larry. Um, I could either choose to become worried and let anxiety and let all these other things take control. And I'm going to be honest, I, I attempted to give into it. And I was like, my mind was just going 100 miles an hour. What about this? What about that? What about this? And what about that? And it just seemed like I was being just tossed around by all the social media feed and news and everything just left and right. And there was like, there was, I had no control over it. Right. It's like, it's like the wind, right? You, you I, it was funny because I was talking to uh, my, my place that fell over, right? For those of you guys who don't know, so we had a, a windstorm a few weeks ago and my place that fell over. And I was talking to the representative today. And, and she was getting to this conversation. She asked, do you guys live in a windy area? And I go, well, sometimes you have to think about Othello as being in a bowl, kind of at the bottom of this bowl. So essentially the wind does stir up here a little bit. I, I think when we give in to, to, to the fear or to the anxiety or to everything else that's in our lives, not God first, it becomes like a really bad windstorm. We have no idea where it's coming from. We have no idea when it's going to end and we have no idea where it's going. Right. But this is why scripture, I think, continues to talk about God being the pillar, God never changing, God being the constant God essentially saying, hey, I got you in the middle of all of this. All I need is your heart. Right. This is the truth part. And all I want is everything from you, which is essentially your spirit. Right. And, and, and I like that analogy because you're, you're getting into this. I'm going to worship God despite of all the chaotic things that are out of my control, but that are still trying to take control of everything in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we get into these conversations because it, it is really important to open up what worship really looks like at home. Right. We're, we're talking about restoring worship at home. You know, and, and, and if I can be even broader, I guess, maybe sometimes we don't experience worship at home because of the relationships we're in. You know, maybe maybe the relationships at home need to get restored, right? The marriages, the parental relationships, anything. Maybe there was past hurt that hasn't been dealt with. Maybe, maybe we're still holding on to like grudges, right? So when we're watching a church service and God's presence is falling, our heart is so blocked off that we don't get anything because it's like well the music is horrible so that must god not must be in the middle of that mm-hmm. you know what i mean it, we get into all these things and i think this is why jesus also said in spirit right because in spirit that means everything that's from us everything that that makes us us right but at the same time i think he was also alluding to the holy spirit you know scripture teaches us throughout the whole book that we can't come to a place of worship without first having the full gift of the Holy Spirit, right? Somewhere in Scripture it says that you cannot call Jesus your Savior unless the Holy Spirit is among you, right? Mm-hmm. And and when we think about that, right, the Holy Spirit is the one who wakes us up to the understanding of God's beauty. It's the Holy Spirit that stirs up all the emotions the celebration the rejoicing the gratitude it's the holy spirit that opens our eyes to see and savor all that god has for us through jesus and it's the holy spirit that i hope and pray anchors us in moments of chaotic windstorms like we're going through right now right and it's just it gets to a place pastor alex to where we need to be able to practice these things, I would say in the safety of our home. You know what I mean? We can close the blinds. We can stay in our pajamas. We we can safely express ourselves without anybody having to to say, "Hey, you're singing off key," or or maybe you're lifting your hands too much, or maybe you're being way too expressive. You know, I, I believe that in those moments, we can practice something that leads us into the expectation that God is going to move in the middle of everything. You know what I mean? So 
Jesus says, worshipers, true worshipers, worship in spirit and in truth. And in, in, I guess I would say you can't have one without the other, right? Um, you can eat a peanut butter sandwich, but it's not as good as eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I mean, if you want to put that analogy together, you, you can, you know, you, you do things in, in, in those sort of thing in ways. And, you know, we get into these things. of. of so what is the truth, Pastor Larry? So we're worshiping in spirit, right? And uh, so what truth do we hold on to? Because we're worshiping in spirit, but essentially our faith is based on something that is true. And I, and right. I believe and, and, and I guess this is where the constant of God comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Truth. God never changes. God is constant. That's truth. Media changes all the time. News changes all the time. Our social feeds change all the time. This is why some of us just scroll and scroll and scroll looking for the next change, right? Right now, the, the, the hashtags that are like popping right now, the push-up challenge, uh, what's the other one that's that's happening right now? This, this little hand motion challenge is going dun, dun, da, 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 whatever that is. Um, and, and you're getting into these consistencies that are really inconsistent in life. You're, you're holding on to something that fades away. And I think this season of life, the season of whatever the whole world is going through right now is a perfect example. We don't have sports. We don't have school. We can't gather in humongous groups. We can't go shopping. We, we can't go to restaurants. We can't essentially be distracted anymore. Right. So what do we do in this kind of distraction free life? And a lot of us can't cope with that. This is where the anxiety, the fear and the whirlwind comes into play. And I want to encourage you guys to hold on to the truth of Scripture. The only thing in our lives, because we are built this way, that does not change is God. So when and we begin to worship, Pastor, in spirit, you know, we begin to say, you know, as in the Holy Spirit moving me, Holy Spirit moving as we worship. But sometimes it's so hard, but... Uh, to grasp something, and I know this has gone in, in my mind and, and perhaps in others' mind as far as like, man, sometimes it's so hard to, I guess, grasp something that I could, you know, I guess uh, a goal. But as we get into Scripture and find out the truth of God that He's never changing, so, you know, as the Spirit is leading you and, he, and He's moving amongst you to a place of worship, grasping onto the truth of God, and you would say, you know, God, I worship you because you're faithful, and that never changes. You, right. You're holding on to something. Right. You know, God, I worship you because you're my foundation, and Scripture talks that He is our foundation. So in Spirit, and the truth is the truth of God, which then takes you to an, an actual place of worship because you're, you're grabbing onto something that's in our hearts that we have confessed that is the realest thing in our lives. Right. And I share this in our men's, in our men's worship, in our men's Bible studies. It's like, you, we are here. You decided to come today to, to this Bible study because you have made the decision and have made the choice and have told yourself and believe in your hearts that God is the source of everything that we need to survive and to go forth so when we choose to the truth that god is so real in our lives then our spirit will connect to what we're putting our faith to us as god being the truth right i you know what do you think no, i i love that i love that because you're getting into you can't have one without the other right mm -hmm. you worship in spirit essentially is you're worshiping god from this place of of Hey, this is all of me. But you also have to be worshiping in truth, understanding what you're giving yourself into. Right. I, as, as I mentioned earlier, um, it, it's really easy to get really emotional with with songs of our of our past or of our present that, that connect or resonate with something that's going on in our lives right now. Right. You can think about any love song of the 90s, the R&B's era or whatever or, or you can think about any song right now and and it's interesting because music i think at the foundation of its creation was always meant for us to have this experience of fullness of emotional physical or whatever that is but like i said you can give yourself to something really easy spirit but that's something um doesn't need to be 
truthful. You know what I mean? Um, and, and you're getting into when you worship and when you're truly worshiping. Like I'm talking about like my life is fully committed to God and his things. Then, then we get into a place to where I am choosing, like you said, to give God everything because I know God is everything for me. Right. Paul would always write, hey, I, 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 I figured it out, the secret in my highs and in my lows, in my plenty and of my need that the secret is Jesus. He, he that's it for me. Right. And then the, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, verse Philippians 4.13. But he gets into this place to where he's talking about, hey, Jesus is way more than enough for me to give my spirit and the truth to worship into. I can't worship God and be fake about it because the reality is I'm not worshiping. And I can't focus so much on God and not be willing to worship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and you're getting into these things to where we right now, like we've said over and over, have the greatest opportunity to get into our homes and practice this. You know, I, I don't think it is a bad idea to practice worship. Put on your favorite worship album, get into a service, and maybe you're a person who doesn't lift their hands in worship, past their hips you know what i mean they do the they do the little it looks like you're dancing whatever but why don't you practice that at home or or if you don't feel comfortable expressing yourself outwardly like that at least put your place or put your heart in the place to where it's allowing god to come in like what our scripture says allowing jesus to come in and start to point out things where you can become a true worshiper, mm-hmm. right? The rest of the passage is that Jesus is, is talking to this woman and he's revealing these things for her. She finally says, yeah, we believe in the Messiah and he's going to come one day. And Jesus says, yeah, that day's here already. You're looking at him, right? And she finally realizes that what Jesus is saying is truth. She's heard the stories. She's probably experienced the songs. She's probably gone to church, but somewhere in her life, she faded away and she felt the desire to fill whatever void was in her heart with man after man after man after man, even in marriage. You know what I mean? And that marriage wasn't even good enough. So she's with somebody, uh, some other guy. Right. And yet Jesus gets to her in, in an instant, in a moment. He says, hey, I'm about to reveal something to you where you can come back to the heart of worship, restoring worship at home. She gets really excited, runs down the hill, calls all the city to come up and witness the Messiah, the savior of the world, right? Great passage, but it just comes back down to, hey, this is what it looks like to worship. Worship is not just the 25 minutes or 30 minutes of song during the church service. It's not something that we just practice because it looks cool or it feels great. Worship is essentially allowing God to come into your life, reveal things to you, and your heart just being in a posture of complete gratitude towards him at all times. In the chaos, like what we're experiencing right now with the COVID-19 epidemic or pandemic, I'm saying, hey, you know what, God? Come what may. If I'm sick or if I'm healthy, I'm going to give you everything. You're still going to be faithful because that's who you are. I'm worshiping you. Right? I mean, sometimes we worship money a little too much. Or we worship sports a little too much. Or we worship our job a little too much. Or we worship our spouse a little too much. Essentially, when we don't have God as a priority in our life, like, hey, God, Yeah, I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for my favorite sports team. I'm grateful for my spouse. But I know, God, that you and you alone deserve all of my affection as far as worship goes, right? And and we get into these things, Pastor, where it's when Jesus is saying, hey, worship in spirit and in truth, it's, it's not an opinion. It's not a suggestion. 
it's kind of a, a command. When, when, when Jesus says these things, it's, hey, this is what it looks like to be a true worshiper. True worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. Right? And we just get into these things, practice these things daily. And I don't think that when we are worshiping in spirit and in truth, we should have any shame at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shame only comes when we are doing something out of context or for selfish reasons. I think when we experience God truly and when God truly experiences our worship, shame is out of the picture if you want to go there. And and just gets into these things to where we need to learn to lean in to what God has for our lives. Lean in to expressing our our physical spirit in, in these acts of worship. Lean in into making this something real for us every day. Lean into making our homes a place where God's presence can rest. That way, when we come back and gather together, we all are all we are all in one accord on the same page, worshiping the King of Kings, the Lord of Lord, the Savior of our lives and of the world. And it's just going to be something really, really sweet. And, and just getting into what that looks like as far as how do we restore that? And I think one of the first steps we need to do is just ask God, can, can you restore this in my life? Maybe somewhere down the line, I thought I was going to fill this void with X, Y, or Z. But I need you right now in this season to come and restore my life, to restore the worship in my life. Put my heart back into this position of gratitude and in, in this posture of just, God, you are who you really say you are. And just getting to these things to where our lives are a true reflection of worship to God, right? And we do these things, church, community, family, friends, because that's asked of us, right? As as adults, we have the responsibility to teach our, our, our kids, our nephews, our nieces, you know? And as children ourselves, we also have the, re- the responsibility to be expressed for expressing these things. I, I love what you said at the beginning. You said, we need to have a heart of a child in the sense of worship. And I think this is why Jesus says, only those who have hearts like a child are going to make it to heaven. You know, and, and you think about that in the context of what that looks like. And you say, man, God, is my heart just like completely committed to you like a kid is to their father or a child is to their parents? Right. And, and, and you we have to we have to us individually individuals have to take on the responsibility to continue to check ourselves in those areas. Because it's going to be really easy for us if we can be really honest, it's going to be really easy for us to come back together. And maybe the first three or four weeks is going to be it's going to feel really, really good to come back to church and really, really amazing just to gather back together. But the if, convention syndrome. Right, the con- the twenty. I call it the twenty-one day syndrome, right? The twenty-one day, like, oh my God, this is new, right? This is mm-hmm. fresh. This is something. This is something, you know. Um, this is oh my God, you know. These are the emotions of something new. But then, if we don't practice consistency, if we don't practice this lifestyle, then all of a sudden, again, after twenty-one days or after a time period, we'll fall back into the routine we're in now. And, you know, it's going to get a lot harder to get back up, right? So I think how do we apply this to our daily lives? You know, make worship outside of music only a focus in our lives. Um, I, I think that we can set our lives up to make to make worship a priority, right? If, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a solid believer that what you're putting into your body what you're putting into your mind, what you're putting into your soul is going to be a reflection of what you're putting out into the world, right? That's right. So you make that a priority to, to just allow Jesus to come and invade your space so that he can start revealing things that need to be worked on to make you and to put you back into a place of spirit and truth, right? 
I think we can set up our places in our homes and our environments as places of worship. You know, if Sunday morning comes or Wednesday afternoon or morning afternoon comes and and you say, hey, you know what? Right now we're just going to gather. I'm going to move the coffee table out of the way and I'm just going to open up this space. And we're all here going to experience God together as a family. And if you don't live with anybody by yourself and we're just going to experience God and allow God just to meet me right now in my space because I'm allowing God to come in. Right. I think we can set up our environments as places of worship. And as we do this, and as we continue to practice, when we are worshipers, by our nature, we'll start to invite other people to come worship with us. Right? It was interesting because right now everybody's Netflixing. And the question right now is, what show should I be watching? What's the next series? What's the next big thing? And my response is, you can only watch so much TV without getting bored Mm -hmm. Um, you can only do these things so much because the reality is that they're not going to fulfill you right they'll make you happy for momentary like pleasures but there's no true fulfillment but when you worship that fulfillment comes every time and that's just amazing i don't know if you have anything else we can add well what i want to what I want to, what I want to, uh, I guess, mention, you know, to everybody listening that joined us, you know, we appreciate it. The opportunity for, like Pastor said, for us for, to let us come into your homes, your radios, your AirPods, whatever you use to listen. But as we navigate through this season, you know, believe believe us when we tell you that, you know, we're going through this as well. You know, all these all these thoughts, all these things are happening right. as we're going through it. And, and we felt it. Um, important and a responsibility to hey let's let's get this together and let's have these conversations right. because if nobody says it then then how do we navigate it navigate through this time together and and uh, as as we grow as suggestions come and, and different conversations happen you know as we begin to put more episodes um, they're with the mentality of all of us growing we're all going through this together it's not it's not a sense of oh we figured it out no. It, it, it's it's we're going we're all experiencing this right we've never experienced anything like this so um i guess i don't know i guess making it a platform even to have conversations throughout the week as far as you know what i i hope this brings up different conversations and it gets to i guess you know to our ears and and as we dig into scripture and, and as the spirit leads us to uh, how are we can have a conversation next week about you know well i, I know that people are going through this right now or i've been feeling this right. and as, as, like i said as we as we go through this uh preparing ourselves for our daily challenges and, and trying to really figure out um you know what god wants from our hearts you know for this season so when we do get back together like you said it, it'll be it'll be something like you know what it, it, it's i experienced something throughout this time that it's not about being here it's the worship that we create together that's bringing the presence. And mm. in, in a sense, you come in, it's like, hey, I, I'm ready to max out come because on. I've been maxing right. out at home, you know? Right. I've been maxing out at home in my worship and, and, and actual music worship to everyday lifestyle. It's like, I know how to do this. Right. I spent the time. I, 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 I am a true worshiper in spirit and in truth because the truth is what sustained me throughout come on. this time. Right. So... I, I that, that that's that's all I have to say I guess in that in that sense to to you know to you to the listeners out there um uh uh don't be discouraged right we're going through it just like you are right and and we're trying to lean on scripture and we're making the effort to lean on on what God has for us as our foundation because it's it's yeah we don't resolve anything I guess the answer didn't come but the sense of peace and foundation is there, right. and th- and that's all we need, and that's all I, I, I that's all I feel that um, sustains me and keeps me coming every day and waking up every morning and saying, despite of everything, I say, God, thank you for this day, for allowing me life and, and allow me to be an encouragement, and essentially is only through social media right now because we can't hang with anybody, you know. <laughs> right. So it's right. like. You know, be yourself, but don't be crazy. You know, let let your true worship come out through whatever you post on social media, through your friends, uh, and how you engage with people uh, through 
through through the web and things like that. Pastor, would you, uh, what, what do you think? No, I I think all that is great conversation. I mean, like like Pastor said, Pastor Alex says, you know, we're all going through this journey together, you know, and I think that's the cool part, right? Some of us feel like we're all alone, secluded in our spaces, and uh, sorry, it's it's God calling, secluded in our spaces, Hello. secluded in our in our areas, but the reality is that we're all together in this. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think when we when we really stop and think about what is going on, God has essentially put us all on the same boat, in the same on the same path, and on the same journey to do this together. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a, a a FaceTime call. Maybe it's it's a, a a regular phone call if you have a landline. If you're going doing all these things. But we, we just want to encourage you guys. We just want you guys to, to have conversations. Uh, we're available. Pastor Alex and I always will put our emails in the show notes. Um, and, and if you have a conversation that you want to start and, you know, we, we, we can talk about, we're open to that. Um, yeah. As, as we continue with this, this is something brand new for us. We're really excited. This has been a 10-year desire, and and it seems like this was the only option to engage now. So this hey, is, we're God, here. God setting up perfect timing and perfect opportunities. 10 yes. years ago, we, we, we probably wouldn't have been wise enough to make these choices. You know what I mean? Or had the substance enough to talk about have these things. conversations. Right? Who knows? Right. But, you know, like, like I said, as we become true worshipers because that's who's who god calls us right the world might call us hey you guys are just singing but god calls us to true worship let's do that and practice that every day hey pastor alex do you want to just pray so that we can dismiss and uh, and we can be done with the episode god we're so grateful and thankful for this time you have allowed us to to have a conversation uh, and to engage our community and, and the things that we might be going through, God. We just thank you because uh, you're you're present in our lives and you're our foundation. And you, and ultimately, you are the truth that we hold on to, God. As as we interact with, with our loved ones, our family at home, God, that our true worship be able to come out, God. That our actions be an actions of worship and that our actual singing be a, a worship, a place from the heart that we want to have an expe- that we have an expectation to meet you, God, in our living rooms, in our kitchens, in our bedrooms, wherever we listen to uh, uh, worship services or, or anything like that, God, that it be true uh, our worship towards you, God. We're so grateful and thankful for this opportunity and this platform that you've given us to be able to interact and engage with our friends, family, and our community. I ask that you be with all of us in this time and prepare us for the next conversation as we as we as we deal with more things that are coming our way. God, we're thankful and grateful for uh, everything you do for us. In your name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening, guys.